I think what our goal would be to be a staple in cities, right? So when yeah. you think, oh, I just moved, what should I do? You should go do community bucket. Like, we would yeah. love to be that. Um, or, I really am having trouble meeting people, connecting with people, what should you do? Mm-hmm. You should go do bucket. The concept is amazing. Um, service made social, like building community, giving back, finding about really, really cool nonprofits in the city. Why would I not be interested? Welcome back to Snapshot Atlanta, the podcast series about people engaged in social entrepreneurship and conscious capitalism in the city. I'm your host, Denor Sapolia. In this week's episode, we're sitting down with JC Lucas of Community Bucket. Community Bucket is an organization using the power of volunteering to build stronger local communities that make service social. JC first heard about Community Bucket and thought, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love this. I need to do this. <laughs> and so she did. And though she's done a variety of jobs for the organization, she's now president of the board and coordinates all board-related activities. So I want to really know, I mean, you guys have been around for seven years, mm-hmm. and, and for something that is as socially focused as this, that, that can be a really long time. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, like, what has kept, what has kept Community Bucket alive? Yeah, I, I think ultimately the volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been... I mean, our our budget is so small. We've only recently become a five hundred one c three, so gotten mm-hmm. you know got access to those funds. But we've been doing we've literally been sustained on the back of volunteers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the like one of the main reasons people just like love what we're doing and want to be involved. And so we have the masses. We have that real. I mean, the really solid group of host team volunteers that keep mm-hmm. us going so that's one and then of course i think it's the nonprofits that we serve the community initiative um they're not always nonprofits, but the the folks we serve have a genuine need so of course right. the, we are exist because they need us or they need groups of volunteers okay. so yeah so, so how does it work right now so so if i wanted to get involved with with community bucket what would i have to do yeah so you go to our site communitybucket.com you sign up and you show up right so we give you all the details a few days ahead um, because we're always looking for it. You know, the nonprofits are always doing different things. So we might schedule, you'll sign up say a month out mm-hmm. um, for what we call weekends of good. Mm-hmm. And you can choose your project. We sometimes have one, we sometimes have six. So you select what you want to do. We send you the details and you show up. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. super easy. Uh, and then of course, like while on site, there's someone, we have captains that help mm-hmm. lead the events. And so you get to... We'll have icebreakers. We'll have opportunities mm-hmm. to really connect because ultimately that's the goal of Bucket is like creating community mm-hmm. while giving back, right? And so you just dive right in. There's intros. There's opportunity for you to hear about the nonprofit mm-hmm. um, and hopefully be able to connect with other like-minded individuals at right. the event. Uh, then you sweat together a lot, <laughs> always. Like it's Atlanta. That is true. Um, and then go to the social, right? And it's okay. usually like at a brewery or lunch, brunch, depending on the time mm-hmm. of day and the event, um, where you get to continue to have those conversations. Uh, uh, sometimes the nonprofit leaders will also join. And so you get to have those continued conversations where maybe you want to mm-hmm. like invest more in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends. But yeah, it's, a, it's pretty simple. And so where did this idea come from? Yeah, so uh, so Jesse Grossman, he's, the, he's the, uh, one of the founders. He was, so he graduated college and was working for a consulting. He was doing traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, really, it comes down to 
like how, he was we were having trouble you know he was like how do people get involved how do you meet people in the city and then also how do you if you have this desire to serve and volunteer how do you find out about them right mm-hmm. so there's other organizations that help facilitate volunteering pro- programs but uh, oftentimes they he wasn't able to connect with someone you go you show up you leave mm-hmm. and so over the whole a whole year and basically they kind of thought through it was a, he, he and a couple other of his friends were like what if we could volunteer together make like service social mm-hmm. um so that really it came down to, out of the need of not being able to connect mm-hmm. but, you know you can you can connect with maybe alumni groups or say like a religious group you're a part of but where else how do you meet people in the city mm-hmm. and so that's really where like the idea came from and okay. um yeah decided <laughs> lots of trial and error to mm-hmm. go ahead and make it a thing. Kind of work the work the model, keep changing it. Yeah, yeah, we've done it's seven years. We do we evolve every day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so what were the first few months like? So when you came on, what was the state of community bucket at that point? Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely launched, right? The, the first event was a really big success. They were they had no idea what to anticipate, right? Literally, it was like, what? Um, so first event was a, um, there was multiple projects. I think there was about 70 volunteers that came out. Mm-hmm. And then they went to a um, brewery afterwards. So for, so when I heard about that, mm-hmm. like, I came on. And ultimately, what began was a lot of like trial and error and begging our friends to come. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because we didn't really do marketing in the traditional sense, mm-hmm. uh, it was we hung we hung flyers up. We and then you just told. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, back like I, I know. I feel I feel like that's so old school now. Uh, we and, and Facebook events weren't a thing mm-hmm. back then, which is oh, weird right, to you're say. Right, you're right. Right. So we basically made all of our friends come. Jesse's family was super involved initially. Mm-hmm. They you know, took photos, they helped run events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's ultimately how that host team, it, it, the, the group of people that really run it, mm-hmm. um, formed because we needed it. It couldn't just be one, two, three people. We needed to have like a really big group. And so we just tested a lot of things. Uh, Jesse did really well inviting people in early mm-hmm. for say workout work, like work sessions. So Oh, what should we do on social media? Let's bring someone in who does that and knows. Let's t- let's brainstorm. What does the community sure. want? So it was a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of hustling right. and begging people to come. <laughs> and and what do you think? What do you think it took off? Like, what need do you think? Mm-hmm. Your uh, is it a company? I, I mean, yeah, so it was a company. It was right. A company. Right now okay. we're now we're an organization, a nonprofit. Okay, right? great. So it didn't it didn't start out five hundred one c three. Okay. So that, what need does it solve? Why do you think so many people are so interested in from, you know, day one? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they hear about it and they're like, oh, uh, I'm in my 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. Right. And they literally are looking to build lasting relationships. Ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, I think we desire community. We desire connection. That's how we're created. Yeah. Um, and specifically in Atlanta, that's where it started. But we now have four cities. So we're in Atlanta, oh, wow. Denver, Austin, and New York. Um, but humans are the same. They desire that connection. <laughs> And then also they want to be with like-minded folk. So people who usually seek us out, mm-hmm. they all have a desire to give or to connect or to find out about local nonprofits. And then they also, it, it, we, I think it, we make it easy, mm-hmm. right? So you can come back, you can choose what you want. We're not just, we don't just work with dogs. We don't just work with 
uh, right. medical supplies, right? That's and so. Was there anybody else doing something similar when you guys started? There, there's definitely people volunteering. Like that's mm-hmm. not. Oh yeah, we, right. You know, we didn't recreate right. that wheel. Um, there are, we did find someone in Boston who's doing something kind of stupid, like beer and tear, ball, uh, beer and tearing or something. Uh, beer and tearing. Right. I'm like, you know, volunteering with beer, something like that. Okay. Um, so there are groups out there right. that, that do facilitate group volunteering, mm-hmm. but we really didn't find anyone, um, working as much with the grassroots nonprofit. So okay. we do right a little, who perhaps need a little bit more volunteer management help um so that was one thing that was a good like a good niche for us and we didn't really find anyone else adding the social element you could show up volunteer and leave and never maybe talk to someone yeah how does that facilitate genuine connection i don't know what do you think has created this need for connection, especially in cities. Specifically with Atlanta, it's a trans transplant city. Yeah. You don't meet often anyone from Atlanta, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's a rarity. And so people are moving here, right? So they don't know anyone. They don't have family, perhaps. Right. So I think people generally want to connect. Um, and I think now as we grow and um, say millennials, right, yes, they yes. are becoming just more conscious, more aware. The mm-hmm. internet has allowed this, right? There's right. just more opportunities to know about things happening. Mm-hmm. And so the people coming to serve with us, they know about this farm that needs help. And so mm-hmm. they, they have a desire, like that's just like part of how they're built now, I think mm-hmm. to give back and it's it's helpful that they want to meet people as well, right? Like it's kind of like a win-win for all parties. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely it. The reason I, I got really excited when you know you did <laughs> say yes to an interview is because I I think that it's so cool that there is kind of this community building aspect that's not just service based. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday I was uh, interviewing uh, Jason Waller. He started uh, Waller's Coffee Shop, which is. In De- I believe it's in Decatur, and it okay. it's a coffee shop that also is a music venue, and oh. the kind of overarching theme is it, it spreads awareness about mental health through certain events, um, mm. and and uh, and kind of talks and you know things like that throughout the entire shop. And what's interesting is I'm getting I'm reminded of that conversation probably just because I had it yesterday, but also <laughs> because the primary focus of his business was to was to create that community. And I think you guys are doing that a lot more directly. Um, do you think with millennials, because you know you brought up that group mm-hmm. and that's definitely mm-hmm. who this podcast is aimed towards, why do you think they have such a bad impression on businesses? Um, gosh, I don't know exactly, right? Mm-hmm. That, this is my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I would say as they become, you know, like as they've grown up in a kind of like a different time, right? Mm-hmm. Our parents... Um, assuming you're in this millennial, uh, yeah, I'm like that like weird <laughs> yeah. of Gen Z and right, stuff, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Um, either way, the parents grew up like they just didn't have access to as much information about, mm-hmm. say, companies, and so. Um, but, and I'm going on a little tangent here, but we also serve companies, right? So we do oh, okay. all of this for companies, and what we found is the value that we bring to them in doing this type of thing. So like team building and camaraderie and bringing, when you can bring your team out and serve is millennials also desire to work for companies that are giving back, right? Like it's just, I think they just know more 
They have access to more and are becoming more um, able to share their voice. Mm -hmm. And so when they want, you know, they see like, oh, hey, this company's doing great. Or they, you know, they, they um, see whatever it is that they're desiring. They want to go after that and they're able to share that. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons mm -hmm. that they're just more aware. Yeah, that's interesting. And definitely I think we do know a lot now mm -hmm. compared to, you're right, our parents' generation. And maybe have more the, the voice, the opportunity yeah, to share. Yeah, I mean, right. Like anyone easier. can tweet. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so it, because they have that, I think they're just more empowered and more right. bold and want to be making real change. What has been one of your favorite trips that you guys have put together? We, I think for me personally, mm -hmm. I love when we volunteered with goats. So we went and down, mm. yeah. So we went to a goat farm. It was south of the city. It was amazing. And afterwards, we got to feed the goats, play the goats. It was awesome. Wow. Um, I think another organization we work for uh, or we work with and um, have heard uh, again, all of ours are amazing, so know that. But um, <laughs> Open Hand Atlanta, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but mm -hmm. they, they're amazing. They're doing great work in the city, and they provide a really good experience for volunteers, and that is exciting for us mm -hmm. because. We, we we don't love chaos, right? We, oh, not everyone, sure. you know, when you show up and you, you yeah. feel like you've really made an impact and they're then able to showcase that when you're done. Oh, we packed X many meals. We did mm -hmm. um, this many um, uh, deliveries. Yeah. Whatever those numbers are, they're able to share that and that's exciting. It feels fun. you know. And, and, it's you so know, fun, yes. All <laughs> volunteering should be fun, you know, in a perfect world and stuff. But um, I've always... You know, I, I have volunteered in the past, but for me, a lot of times I feel like, man, is this even really making a difference, right? It, mm -hmm. it, um, and, and I don't think you really get to see it when when it's actually um, completed, you know, or mm -hmm. like like mm -hmm. you don't really get to see your impact. Is that different in Community Bucket? Do you, do you guys actually? Yeah, I think it depends. I think we've done a couple different programs over the course of our seven years. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes we volunteer uh, regularly with with some specific nonprofits, we have great partners um, or community-based initiatives and so people actually do get to see incremental change hmm. and so you'll go back to say global growers recently it was super unfortunate with the rain this year uh, one of their farms flooded and so we were able to number one financially support them but in these cases you can go back and see oh hey it was flooded flooded here now we've gotten we've reduced the flood this week we've done xyz mm -hmm. right so in in any of those situations you can come back and see progress mm -hmm. um same with say like medshare um you'll go and they at the end of the day they've already weighed all of the medical supplies that you've shipped that you're going to ship right. and also been able to share where they are going so yeah. you depending can see that um a lot of times with bucket actually and it's great because mm -hmm. i think the people coming these 20 and 30 or somethings uh, want to know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we try to empower all the nonprofits to share sure. that. So what has been the hardest part of running this so sure. far? Sure. Yes. So um, I think it comes down to, let's see here. We, we try some things, right? So like the uncertainty of like, oh, right when we started it, was it going to work? Who knows? Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is we hustle well. Um, so financially. <laughs> what does that, that mean, hustling well? I right. Like so um, for a long time, no one got paid. 
like it was even if it really? was a business absolutely yeah we we did a lot of this so jesse and i specifically ran this a long time we didn't get paid mm-hmm. um we only have we three we have three paid um paid staff right now mm-hmm. um all part-time not full right. <laughs> yet so of course it's the financial sustainability we want mm-hmm. to make sure like how are we going to scale this uh so that's important and that's been a struggle because right. Without our dedicated volunteers, I, I can never thank them enough. We wouldn't be able to do this. Right. Um, and I think, too, we want to find uh, systems and processes that help us be more efficient so that you can be, you, you know, spending time with the people over the equipment or over the yeah. emailing back and forth. Yeah, you don't want to be doing admin work all the time. Right, definitely. right. So we've, I think yeah. we've done really well at it, but it will always be something we... We don't want to spend as much time doing those things, even though they're valuable. Um, and then I think one of the big things is just like learning from what is good and how to improve on it. We never want to get stagnant. We never want to yeah. be stale because if you come and you say ship whatever pack boxes and then that's yeah. it, you know, like we want to make sure it's always fun. So that's always something, not a struggle, but uh, we want to be innovative. After seven years, I think we still are. So that's good. A special thanks to JC for her time and being a great guest. Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, I talk to Shannon Ivanchek, co-founder of Trupani, a company providing water testing, engineering services, and data analysis for environmental and public health-related projects. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform of choice, and subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. This episode is a product of Audiographies produced and edited by Jacob Smullyan. The music was created by Yolanda Weathers, Trey Leon, and Keenan Willis. This episode was sponsored by no one, but it could be sponsored by you. Please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash audiographies and consider becoming a patron so we can keep bringing you more stories like this one. You'll get access to behind-the-scenes content like photos with our guests, unedited interviews, or bloopers like this one right here. A special tank, tanks, tanks, special tank. Come on. We'll see you in the next one.